side. Lots to talk about on the show this morning. We are going to talk about the latest NDP hospital project that might be in trouble. That's with Vaughn Palmer coming up in just a moment. We're going to talk about earthquakes later. But this morning, we're also discussing driving and whether or not we all need a refresher course. Is that something that you would support? Email me, simi at cknw.com or call or text our buzz line. Right now, yes, we are going to be checking in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. All right, let's talk about this. So is there potentially another hospital project that's in a bit of trouble? Yeah, you know, I do love our health ministry because um, I'm not sure there's a ministry in government that is better at putting out misleading press releases than health. But I give you the latest one, which came out yesterday, and the headline on the government release said, Dawson Creek Hospital Replacement Moves to the Next Step in Procurement Process. So there's a plan to replace the existing hospital in Dawson Creek with a bigger hospital and more modern. And that press release suggests that things are going ahead right on schedule. You read through what actually happened. It's going backwards. So last year, they picked a company to build the new hospital. They went through a whole procurement process, entered into negotiations with them on the plan, and they couldn't reach agreement the company walked away. So this month, they have to seek a new builder. And that will be posted, and that will be done, and they have to find a new builder, and then, and only then, will they be able to do a groundbreaking and get going. So again, you read the fine print simi on the press release, mm-hmm. projects behind schedule by a year already. They were supposed to break ground with the new builder last year, didn't happen. Hospital replacement hospital was supposed to be open in 2026. Now it's 2027. So far from taking another step forward, they're taking at least one step backward, but you won't see the health ministry admitting that. Okay, so they're, they always write these things so well, right? What was the problem with well, the chosen builder? They didn't say. So we couldn't reach terms. But I'll take a guess at it because of what happened last year. So back in September, they admitted that a different hospital replacement project, the one replacement project for the Cowichan District Hospital, was all of a sudden a year behind schedule. They didn't tell us what was happening. But then finally, when we got the quarterly financial update at the end of November, oh my goodness, the budget for the replacement hospital is suddenly grown by 63%, half a billion dollars overnight. No explanation. When we asked for the explanation, they said, uh, well, you know, materials are more expensive and um, there's a shortage of workers and global supply chains and inflation and recession. And uh, they didn't mention that they insisted on one of those union-favoring right. worker agreements, which by itself probably increased the cost by 20%. Oh, and even though they had a business plan, Simi, which, you know, you sort of think business plan means you locked it in, um, they went back to the project and increased the floor space by about 20%. So that's why that one's 63% over budget. So I'm guessing that the government's estimate of what they could get this thing built for differed from what the builder thought it could be built for. Construction companies out there, Simi, they want the work 
but they also say that given shortages of material and the inability to rely on government business plans and shortage of workers and inflation, they're reluctant to lock into the numbers the government insists on. So the health ministry is still insisting that the Dawson Creek Hospital can be replaced for hmm, $378 million is the number. I I love it again when the government gives you these precise figures for a project where they don't have a bidder and the construction is already a year behind schedule. I'm guessing that the other shoe will drop fairly soon when we do get bids again and they get around to awarding a new contract um, that, oh, by the way, the Dawson Creek Hospital is going to cost more money than we said to. Okay, and there's quite a few of these hospital projects out there, Vaughn, that are in this stage. Yeah, I mean, I give the New Democrats credit. They really are upgrading the hospital facilities in the province. I don't give them credit for their business plans, which, which clearly, you know, and these two are unrealistic. And their insistence on these union-favoring community benefit agreements not only drive up the cost more than they ever admit, they create other problems. So the Cowichan District Hospital underwent a work stoppage last fall, just after they finally revealed what it was going to cost to replace it. The budget was 63% up. Reason for the work stoppage? Well, they promised the local First Nation there a piece of the action in terms of the work. First Nation workers would work on the replacement hospital. Good idea. The First Nation workers weren't members of any of the unions that the NDP favors. And they weren't inclined to be pushed around by the government and forced to join these unions. So instead, they stopped work on the project. They put up a picket line. And work stopped for a little while. And the government somewhat sheepishly entered into negotiations with the First Nation. We haven't heard of it. There's a resolution yet. And work resumed. But that's an example of where NDP ideology is running at odds with the worthy objective of upgrading the province's hospitals into state-of-the-art facilities so we don't have to air ambulance everybody to the overcrowded hospitals in Metro Vancouver so that the local communities, which pay the taxes, have good state-of-the-art facilities as well. Okay, so we'll talk more about that, but let's also talk about this change in the homeowner grant. Yeah, so the homeowner grant, every year at this time, the government announces the qualifying threshold for the homeowner grant. Uh, This is the basic $570 grant you get uh, for a homeowner. It's a reduction in your property taxes, or uh, I think it's around $770 uh, if you're a senior or in rural areas. Uh, Every year, they set the threshold to qualify. And the goal of the threshold, Simi, is that 92% of the homeowners in British Columbia continue to qualify. So the threshold is driven upward by what's happening to housing prices. Well, dramatically, this year's threshold is 15% higher than last year's to qualify for the same number of people to qualify, of homeowners to qualify. It's up 31% the threshold since the NDP won the election in the fall of 2020. So an election where one of their biggest promises was to make housing more affordable, instead, they've gone up 30%, the the cross-the-board estimate uh, for, or assessment for properties. And remember, this 
assessment threshold excludes the top 8%. So these aren't the luxury mansions and the incredible waterfront property. They're out. This is mostly uh, people who own their own homes, who've seen their, and they're in the middle to upper middle class, and, and anybody else, the, the, the middle income people, and a 31%. So the homeowner, the, the promise was making housing more affordable, Prices are headed, assessments are headed in the opposite direction. And these, of course, as you know, Simi, the, the assessments which drive this are actually from July the 1st. So prices, the market, have softened since then. Yes. Next year, when they get around to doing the same thing, they may be able to bring the threshold down a little bit. But it just tells you that 15% jump in one year, 31% jump in, t- in two years, tells you what's been happening to house prices, house assessments, since the NDP won the election, promising to make houses more affordable. Affordability is headed in the opposite direction. Boy, that is a lot, too. And you know what? I, I can't even believe that that homeowner grant is now at $2.125 million, and you're still leaving out a lot of homes. Yeah, and, you know, the Democrats have been under pressure from a lot of their own supporters to phase out the homeowner grant. Say that people... People who are living in a $2 million house don't need a $570 reduction in their property taxes. That's the argument. They should, they should phase it out and use the money, the saving, because it will actually come back in the form of tax increases, tax revenue increases. They should use that money to tackle the low end of the income scale to build more social housing. That's the argument. They've repeatedly rejected that argument. And, the, uh, and you look at what they've said, and David Eby has said it when he was a housing minister, and the last ND, two NDP housing ministers have defended the, the qualifying homeowner grant. Uh, they've all said the same thing. Uh, first of all, this is a tax break that's been in place since the 1950s. Homeowners take it for granted, and all homeowners aren't equal. It's true. There are people living in a $2 million house who've paid off their mortgages, but they may not. They may be also on a fixed income. They may be seniors. They may be retired. They may be living in the neighborhood they've lived in all their lives. And, of course, there are people out there in a $2 million house where both partners are working to service a giant mortgage, so they actually do need the property tax relief. And, and that's why the, the NDP, the New Democrats, in spite of where you think they might be on the ideological scale on this issue, have avoided tampering with the homeowner tax. Instead, they've said they're going to bring in relief for renters. That's going to be $400 a year. David Eby says that to look for that in the next budget, which comes down in February. But so far, they're not touching the homeowner grant. All right, Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Simi.